Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of Gypsy Tales Podcast. And uh, I guess you could call this a little bit of a bonus episode. Uh, Brian Deegan joined us in the US studio to record an episode of Gypsy Tales, which was absolutely epic. Uh, but before that, he actually had Danger Boy. Hayden Deegan and Daxton Bennick with him. Uh, those boys have been training together flat out, which is, it's really cool in itself. Like they're going to be probably each other's main competition going forward into their pro careers. Uh, and a lot of times you see guys that are young rivals in motocross. They don't necessarily hang out together as friends. Um, they got completely different sponsors. Uh, they both ride for KTM, but one's Monster, one's Red Bull. Um, and they don't let any of that stuff get between them. They're just a couple of really good friends that love riding their bikes. So uh, we spoke with Hayden first, and then Daxon came on second, uh, and then we got into the Deegan interview. So it's pretty cool, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of Danger Boy. Um, and, man, it was, uh, yeah, it was cool just to, to get to have a little bit of a chat and uh, and the same with Daxon. So uh, I definitely think this won't be either of these guys' last appearance on the podcast. Um, and yeah, go give them both a follow if you don't already on Instagram. Uh, enjoyed this episode with these boys. Before we get into this episode though, just got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. We're brought to you by the guys at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au for all of your dirt bike parts and accessories man i uh will be doing my best to build i guess what you would call a race bike for this whole manjimup 15,000 uh that we're going to drive 4,000 kilometers to so i can guarantee you that mx store will be copying a flogging in the next couple of weeks as we get ready for that uh my last purchase from mx store was an airbox cover for the ktm um for washing I, I broke my last one so that was my last order uh i got that from mxstore.com.au uh, i did the click and collect because i'm lucky enough to live here in burley uh, but if you're not a burley local or a southeast queensland local and you can't get into their burley warehouse uh, you can just head to mxstore.com.au if you order before 2 p.m on a weekday you'll get same day shipping we're also brought to you by the guys at boost mobile you can head to boost.com.au for Australia's best prepaid service provider. They've been a supporter of this show for a long time now, uh, and it's been what I've used ever since I've moved back from the US. And uh, 
zero complaints. It's the best coverage in Australia. Their data plan, their data packages are the best in Australia, in my opinion, as well. Boost.com.au. We're also brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. You can head to rivalincdesignco.com. I've got a new livery coming uh, for the 350. Pretty excited about that. I've actually been working on a few little projects that will, I'm sure, reveal in good time with the guys at Rival. Man, I'm just always so blown away by their designers, how on point they are with everything that they do. Um, head to rivalinkdesignco.com. Check out their latest stuff. Uh, quality's insane. Designs are insane. These guys uh, lead the way, in my opinion. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handware. You can head to fisthandware.com. Use the code Gang to get 20% off. That 20% off code is also going to work at Dixon Flannel. Uh, pretty sure, yeah, I was wearing a Dixon Flannel in this interview. Um, DixonQuality.com.au. Use that same code to get yourself 20% off or 15% off. Um, and yeah, we're also brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed, crickstweed.com.au, uh, for any new or used car, really. Uh, obviously I choose to drive the Mitsubishi Triton. That thing's dope, uh, as a daily driver and as a track car. Um, but you can call Kyle, he will get you dialed with whatever it is that you need for wheels. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, not sure when... The uh, general Brian Deegan podcast will be dropping probably in the next couple of days. Want to get this one out first. Give the boys a bit of shine, the young lads. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. And we'll see you all uh, very soon for more of the Gypsy Tales podcast. Dude, I'm a big fan of Danger Boy. You got you got a 30 year old <laughs> dude, uh, pretty invested in your uh, in your riding and racing, bro. Yeah, thank you. What's it uh What's it like, kind of? I mean, I guess you don't know any different, but has it been something that you've kind of you can see now that you're like, oh wow, this whole like YouTube thing's getting bigger, the whole Danger Boy thing's getting bigger, and your riding, like you're backing up the riding. Is it kind of crazy to watch like how everything's happening for you at the moment? Yeah, everything's getting more serious now. It's a, a lot of training, a lot of gym work. So everything is kind of coming to play now. And uh, it, it's the, the thing that I like about you from just watching the content that you guys put out. Uh, and it's a thing a bunch of people have said to me about your stuff is that you look like you're having a lot of fun still. Yeah, I do enjoy training and uh, riding. It's a, uh, I have a good mental status. You know, I like racing, obviously, and training. But and I have a good mental status where I always want to win. So I always train the hardest. What um, what sort of stuff, like, uh, teaches you about that mental side? Because I'm definitely super into that. Um, I don't know. I I I don't listen to much motivational stuff, but I listen to some of it. So that kind of gets me going. But uh, I don't know. It just I, I, since I was little, I've always wanted to win, so that's yeah. kind of motivated me to bring it on, you know? What um, what motivational stuff do you watch and listen to? I don't even... It's more like a, to be a champion type motivational speeches, you know? Like, harsh, you're the champion, you got to put in the work type motivation. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have anybody in particular that you've watched? Like, I mean, dude... 
Conor McGregor in his prime, some of the motivational stuff that he talks about, some of his interviews. Like, is there anybody that you look at where you're like, oh, man, I just, that's my guy? Uh, no, not really, to be honest. I'm kind of, I don't really watch too many motivational speeches from anyone popular. It's just more on some Spotify stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, no podcast? Not a podcast, dude? No, I don't really listen to podcasts much, nope. <laughs> I, I listen to my music, but that's about it. Um, so, the the last lot of stuff that I really watched of, of you was Texas. And dude, do you feel like you were kind of like really on point in Texas? Because, man, I watched some of your motos and I was like, damn, th- this is like really legit oh yeah definitely I definitely put in the work before though and I came in confident that I was uh put in enough work where I was going to be able to win so basically just put the hammer down and just focused and was able to put it down that's um that track's pretty sick too huh oh yeah that track's pretty good it gets really rough though so you definitely have to get some good technique and figure out your line choice pretty good so it was definitely really rough there's two tracks we went to first track was underground that track was actually super cool because there's some pretty big jumps so toss a few fat whips and during the moto which was pretty fun you know and there's good breathing time when you got some big jumps so that was underground was pretty good and then i went to freestone that track's more technical you know you got you got a lot of little jumps but it's more technical rough inside rollers deep ruts so that kind of tires you out quicker but i was in good shape so didn't really tire me out that much so i um i'm friends with you remember ben townley remember him from back in the day like battling with villapoto and stuff no might be might yeah might be pretty pretty young for i'd probably yeah he'd be pretty pretty young for bt but he um he's from new zealand and he's got a a kid levi who's like he's kind of killing it in new zealand and he wants to like go over to america eventually and, and sort of do what you're trying to do and it was funny bt saying that like he's worried about levi over training and he's only 11 because he's like so obsessed with training and so obsessed with winning um and then he's looking at it as like a guy that was pro and he's like oh dude at some point you get over the train and you've got to like manage it uh but then he looks at how keen levi is to train and he's like man you just can't stop him and i kind of get that same vibe from you these days like i see all the stuff that your dad puts on um his story of like you prepping the track at seven in the morning before school and doing your soupy motos and stuff like that dude i think it's so cool to see someone that's your age that's so committed to what they want to do in the future and you know like it's easier for us like older guys to be like oh man you know you might burn out you might be overtraining you might do this but in the moment like watching you guys it seems like you really just love what you do so much and it's so cool yeah it is a uh, super fun doing all that and i do enjoy going on the tractor and stuff and prepping my own tracks but it's all a mindset and it's all uh, about how bad you want to win so you got to put your head towards it and do what you got to do yeah dude no for sure but i mean do you can you see like the level that you're at now can you see kids that say they want to win but then you're like oh dude you say you want to win but you're not acting like me in terms of how bad you want to win you know 
Yeah, definitely. I always see people, you know, I want to win this, I want to win that, but like you can tell that they're not putting in the work as much as uh, they should be, you know, and I like to see, I know, I see people train, you know, and I'd like to train a little bit harder, do a little extra than them, so I'm just a little bit ahead. Yeah, no, honestly, dude, it's a it's a real cool mindset, and man, I'm I'm jealous of it because I didn't have that mindset when when I was your age, and it's like it's a weapon, man. It's a secret weapon that you've got, uh, and you look at a guy like Cooper Webb. He's gonna win the 450 championship, and he kind of had that that same mentality, you know. Yeah, he definitely surrounded himself by winners, and then kind of adapted to that so it's all who you surround yourself around with um do you have any favorite riders in particular that you really look look at in terms of maybe maybe like just the mental side like who are the dudes where you're like man that guy's a g definitely definitely cooper he's came he's came a, a long way with his mindset from uh to winning you know and uh i don't know i definitely say cooper would be at the top right there but that's all I could think of, really, and maybe uh, Roxon, yeah. But he kind of cracks towards the end a little, but he has a good mindset. And what about um, what about technique? Who are the dudes, even if they don't win? Who are the guys that you think ride the bike the best? Hundred percent, Roxon. You know, he stands halfway through his corners, almost seventy-five percent with through his corners, and it's just so flowy, so smooth. And he's always got that little edge on everyone coming through those turns. So I definitely say Roxon with the technique. So, what do you think? Uh, why do why do you think he has that kind of technique over other people? Like, do you think maybe a bit of the Europe thing, or? Yeah, I I didn't really watch much of his like uh, outdoor Europe racing, but definitely looking at those tracks, it probably tech like technique. You got to have it really good. So, he probably got it from there. You know, standing through those long ruts around those long yeah. sweepers. So it probably adapted to that in Supercross. You know, just standing through all those ruts and corners, which has really helped him. Yeah, yeah. Have you um the the one two five on Supercross? I mean, there's probably not that many people in the world <laughs> right now that are doing motos on a Supercross track on a one two five. What's um what's that been like for you? Yeah, definitely bringing back the old style, right? You know, one twenty five back in the yeah. days. So it's definitely pretty cool to ride a one twenty five on a Supercross track. We got that thing, a uh, lot of bottom end, so I can click here. Uh, clear the triples you know out of those turns you gotta have a lot of bottom end so we uh geared it all right and uh get those rhythms good what are you going back and watching old school footage of one two five supercross main events and seeing what these guys are doing because it's kind of weird because like the style of riding has changed since people were on those bikes now but i'm sure you could probably still go back and kind of look at it yeah, definitely. You go back and watch the Supercross tracks were so much different. It was like yeah. no, the rhythms weren't really like how they are now. I have to get everything perfect. It was just like kind of just sent it. Really, those guys were like endoing and kind of Uncle Ronnie style out there. But definitely got to clean everything up now that you're on a 125 on these Supercross tracks. And especially those things aren't 100%. You don't like get that four stroke feel injected. So you definitely got to be smart with uh, what you're doing. Yeah. And so it's obviously a long-term play for you to be riding a 125 in Supercross because obviously, like, you're not going to race a 125 in Supercross. So, like, in your mind, what's the benefits of riding a 125 so much now in Supercross? Yeah, honestly, I'm not even racing the 125 that much either at the Nationals. Obviously, at Loretta's, I'll race my Super Mini, 
and because I'm aged for that. But 125, I'm just using it to get uh, used to the chassis and on Supercross, you know, the bigger bike getting those rhythms. I feel like Super Mini is so small, you kind of throw it wherever you want. The 125, you're getting used to like getting it sideways to those rhythms and getting everything, you know, clean, perfect, and getting used to the whoops with the bigger wheels, definitely. So 125 has just helped me uh, adapt to the 250 once I get onto it. Yeah, dude, I rode a 125, so I, I ride a 350, and uh, and one of the boys that, that works here, he's got a Husky 150, and I rode that thing on the weekend after coming off my, uh, off my 350, and I was like, oh, dude, I actually suck at motocross. Yeah, it's definitely a whole whole different world when you're on a two-stroke. definitely works your body a lot more than having that power, you know, just easy. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like, I mean, especially me just going from a 350 to a 150, I just noticed how much lazier I could be on a four-stroke. So in your, like, where you're at in your development of, you know, wanting to, like, get better and progress for this big picture goal of, like, being a Supercross champ, it's pretty cool that you're so committed to, you know, doing the harder thing, like riding a 125 is harder right now than if you just rode a 250F, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely, 125 is the size of the 250, pretty close. I'm pretty sure almost the same exactly, but it's just a whole different power range, you know, from not having as much torque to like always having to be on the throttle and flowing everywhere and getting your shifts quick because those things run out of gear really quick. So, like uh, getting your shifts quick will help you on the 250. You know, always being in the right gear. Yeah. What um what has been the? I mean, you've kind of always rode Supercross, but I feel like nowadays it looks like you guys are focusing more on it. Is that definitely more fun for you than motocross, or like where you at in terms of like the motocross Supercross deal? Um. Yeah. Definitely. I kind of based my schedule off riding Supercross and Motocross during the week. Either Supercross one day, maybe two days every here and there. But uh, if you think about it, when you go pro, you're obviously going to be half the season on Supercross and the other half on Motocross or whatever it is. How they schedule it. But it's definitely good to get the practice in now and be ahead of the game. And yeah. Yeah. No. I think it's. Um. Yeah. I think it's awesome, dude. Have you. Um. Have you got any cool stuff coming up? Uh on the youtube channel or are you guys do you guys plan much of that stuff out or is it just pretty much like on the fly you guys are just wherever you're at whatever you're doing they're just filming around like you in grind mode yeah technically i have the camera following me everywhere at the track so it kind of goes wherever i go but uh yeah so whenever i'm at every track there's always a camera guy filming so it's wherever i go technically they just follow me we, we don't really plan much but only thing we ever like plan to film is if we do any collabs with any popular people, you know. But yep. mainly, it's following me everywhere I go. What's uh? Has it been cool to to see how much that's grown over the last couple of years? Yeah, it's cool to bring a big channel to the motocross industry and just have a big family towards YouTube. But yeah, it's brought a lot of younger motocross kids together, so it's always cool going to the track and they're like, know who you are. Like, yeah, I watch your YouTube channel, so it's always pretty cool. Man, I, I'm not sure if you would be old enough to, or like, not old enough, but I'm not sure if you would fully understand, like, how important it is what you're doing with the YouTube channel. Like, there'd be so many kids, dude, that would be asking their parents for dirt bikes because of you and your brother. And, man, from yeah, the motocross... Yeah. Oh, sorry, you go, bro. 
Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I have, like, kids come up to me or parents are like, we just bought a dirt bike because you had a guy at the gym, just, you know, a random kid, and I think he plays football or something, and his dad was like, yeah, I just bought a pit bike because I just watched your guys' channel, so I bought a dirt bike, and I was like, dang, that's pretty cool, you know? People are obviously buying dirt bikes and stuff because they watch the channel, so that's super sweet. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, this is the reason to have... The reason, like, KTM would give you a motorcycle is so that other people would see you ride it and then want to buy a motorcycle. And it's like, you guys are doing that on this extremely large scale and uh and yeah i mean i think that um it's just a it's really important what you guys do and i mean it's cool because you're just being yourself it's not like you know like you said you just got a camera following you around the races you don't have to be this different person you don't have to do anything different like you can just inspire these kids and not not even kids dude like older guys as well and you can inspire those people to ride and it's like that's the goal of the whole motocross industry and people try really hard to do that and you get to have that influence by just being yourself it's it's a real special thing that that you guys have have got going yeah it's super cool you know it's definitely crazy how it brings everyone in motocross together and even people from outside of motocross that want to get a dirt bike so it's definitely an advantage for a ktm yeah and dude i i want to be at your first supercross race just to see the people that show up at your pits it's gonna be crazy yeah i know i'm excited i can't wait for that first race you know hopefully we can come out there swinging and hopefully win the first one that would be my goal so we'll have to pit in the work do you um do you remember the first supercross race you ever went to uh it would have been ages ago you know probably anaheim yeah but long maybe even when i raced the ktm junior challenge might have been the first time i've ever went yeah really seven maybe no way that's so crazy huh yeah it is crazy to think that you were going that long ago yeah yeah and i mean the time goes quick huh yeah it's crazy you know Uh, from little bikes to big bikes you know you think oh can't wait to get on 250 and then you get and then once you get on that 250 it's just all the way until probably 20 something and then you get on that 450 hopefully get your championships in 250 and then go succeed in 450 as well yeah yeah do you so do you know in your head when you think you're gonna do supercross like have you got it in your mind like your plan yeah definitely you sit down at the team and schedule your future plan out right so Mm. i'd say it'd be 17 to 18 years old would be my supercross debut because 16 i'm probably i'm 15 right now so on the get on a 250 after loretta's which is uh july august yeah. is when loretta's finishes so I get on a 250 after there and then do 250b mod my first year and then go pro so i'll probably be racing pro like amateurs at 17 maybe end of 16 and then obviously and then do a mix in a few supercross races with that as well you mm. know every here and there but i didn't want i want to come in swinging you know so probably be 18 when i fully commit to my first uh season of pro that's super cool man and so you guys have got this really cool platform. You've got the Deegan 38 thing. You've got all your own sponsors. You've got all your own deal. Do you want to get a factory ride or do you want to make your own team Deegan 38 and and win as like a family like you guys always have? Oh, no, definitely. Definitely want to go with the factory route like uh, 
the, the cameras and everything's cool, but like when I gotta pit down my pit down my championship stuff, it's focus time and not worry about filming and stuff and just pit the grind down. So obviously for a team and yeah. Well, dude, it's super cool, man, and uh, and we'll get we'll get uh, we'll get Dax on um, real quick before we get get your dad. Right. But uh, hey, I got the feeling that we're probably gonna do this a few more times um, in the future, man. So I um. 100%. I appreciate uh, the effort that you put into motocross. I appreciate all of the uh, of the things that you do for the community on a whole. Um, even though, like we said, it's just you being yourself and doing your thing. But um, yeah, you inspire a lot of people, man. Uh, and I think it's a really cool thing that you should be proud of. And uh, not a lot of people um, your age get the opportunity to um, to inspire people the way that you do. So I'm um, real real grateful for you, dude. Yeah, thank you for having me on, too. No, I appreciate it, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right, later. <laughs> what it do, G? What's up? How are you, brother? Not much. What's going on? You uh, you been putting in some motos today or what? Yeah, I just went to Paul today, so I rode State Fair yesterday, but just trying to get the hang of these tracks, but I'm having fun. So you're an East Coast kid, right? Yeah, yep. Whereabouts in the East Coast are you from? Uh, North Carolina. Oh, sick. Okay. Um, so how long did you just come out just to just to ride with uh, with Hayden? Yeah, so then KTM wanted me to come out to ride Supercross for them. And I think not this Monday, but the next, I have a Fox photo shoot too. Oh, sick. So, so it all worked out. Yeah, so you've uh, you fully got the wheels turning on this uh, this whole motocross career of yours, huh? Yeah, yep. So I think it was three, four months ago with the KTM Red Bull thing, and uh, then I got on Fox right after that, so it's it's cool, and I'm digging the 250. What's it like to, to have – you would have had an idea in your head, right, of like I could get on like this team and I could get a Red Bull deal and I could get – like you kind of – you know, even just a few months ago, you'd have these like things that are on the horizon as goals for you. And now they're actually happening. What's it like to be right in the middle of the things that you wanted to have happen, happen? Yeah. So before Loretta's, I was, I got hurt and then barely made Loretta's and came out and got second. So I think a lot of people were surprised from that. And then it was in 250B limited, but and then kind of, I don't know, the I, the plan was to be on the TLD team, and then it switched up, went to Gas Gas, so then they kept me on the KTM thing. So I was always, that was be way cooler to be on the Red Bull KTM thing, but I didn't know if it was going to happen, and then it happened, and it was like, now it's so cool to be on the team, and it's time to go to work. Yeah, and, and is that like... Uh... Is that pretty much where the mentality is at? Where you're like, "Oh, damn! Okay, I actually got what I wanted. Now I better, uh, now I better do the, do what I said I was gonna do." Yeah, definitely. Um, so you and Hayden are full homies, but you guys compete against each other. You're gonna be trying to win the same championships as pros. Like a lot of time, guys that are like that, they're not really friends. They don't really want to hang out. Like the parents don't really like each other. There's like a lot of that kind of stuff going on, but you and Hayden seem to be the exact opposite, right? Yeah, we're cool. I mean, 
I raced, I've kind of raced them my whole life, and then I got on the 250, and we haven't raced in a while, but it's coming back to where we'll be racing soon again, but we've always been friends, even when we were racing, so, yeah. What do you reckon, what do you reckon that is, or, like, why do you think that is, um, when, you know, a lot of other people, they just don't really like each other, or don't really want to hang, or don't really, you know? Uh, I don't know, I've never really been like, I don't even have really enemies, I don't Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm pretty much friends with everyone, even in my class. So, I don't know. Some people, and it could be like the racing thing, they get into it or whatever, then kind of sets the bad vibe. But it's always been pretty good for me. Um, Is this your first time out in California, like riding and spending a bunch of time? or? Um, Every year, they the Orange Brigade thing, come out to do the camp. But I came for the Cal Classic, and then this is my, I think that was, six or seven months ago maybe longer but but yeah it's like my probably seventh or eighth time out here yeah and what do you do you like the the tracks and the the riding and the training out out in california uh it's different i mean i love my track at home but like my track's super deep and these tracks are kind of skatey they have rocks on them and it's it's harder used to it took it actually still taking time to get comfortable but i'm getting there and like when i came the first time I raced out here, it wasn't good. Like I didn't ride great. I was kind of like timid and cause the tracks are so fast. So it took some time, but I'm, I feel a lot better this time. Have you got your own track and stuff set up at home? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I got a uh, supercross and a sand track and then an outdoor track. Damn dude. That's the setup right there. Yeah, it's fun, and I have a pit bike track too. But <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. How long? Uh, how long have you been riding Supercross for? Like, is it? Have you noticed these days that like kids your age are getting more and more and more into Supercross earlier? Yeah, definitely. And it, but the thing is, it's Supercross tracks are kind of most of them are private too, so not everyone has access to them. But I've been riding Supercross for so long, like. I had a Supercross track, I think, when I was on a 65, and it wasn't, like, fully Supercross, but I've rode it along. I like it. I like Supercross way better. I like yeah. it. The whoops are kind of hard, but I'm getting better at them. Yeah, okay. And and so, like, how do you learn to ride Supercross? Uh, I don't know. Like, I've always rode it so much, and it's almost, it feels kind of natural. I would way rather ride it, and my timing's pretty good, so, I mean... The only thing I struggle with is whoops. They're, they're pretty technical. Yeah, yeah. And who are you looking at right now to try and figure that stuff out? Um, well, Henry Miller lives at my house, and he's he's definitely helped me a lot. But I look up to, like, Cooper Webb and stuff. You know, he had some really good, so. Yeah, I, I feel like there's... Those guys, really. I feel like there's probably better dudes you could look at in the whoops than Coop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Malcolm. <laughs> nah, I mean, who's Robson, been? Yeah, yeah, dude, r- man, Kenny and like Jet, dude. He's I feel like Jet's him. probably well, especially on a two fifty. Jet, Christian, Craig, like, were you watching Supercross live when uh, on this weekend with like the practice from Salt Lake? Mm, I don't think so. No. Oh, dude, Coo- uh, um, Christian Craig absolutely blew past everybody in the whoops first lap of practice this last weekend man like that dude has it figured out when it comes to whoops and same with jet 
Yeah, I was at. I actually went to the eighty three to. I rode Supercross there, and that's the one thing that was crazy. He comes into him so fast, and even but, the corner before it. I mean, he's on the gas. Yeah, well, have you heard Jet say that he's in fifth gear when he's hitting whoops? Mm, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So he's hitting whoops in fifth gear every time. Yeah, that's wild. I've never heard. I didn't even. I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah. So he said. He said that he shifts from fourth to fifth around the second or third whoop. That's wild. Yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> it's so gnarly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, when he when he told me that, yeah, I was just crazy. like, I was like, I don't know about that, man. I mean, it works for you, but I don't <laughs> think that I got that ever. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I've, and I know a couple of people told me to shift in the whoop sometimes, but that's I haven't done that yet. That seems pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, you still got time. We should play it safe for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Uh, well <laughs> So what? Um, so what's the goals coming up? Um, coming up for this season? Um, and then what's in your head? Like, do you have a roadmap to go on pro? Um. So I guess the next really big race is Loretta. There's not really anything. I guess Mammoth is before that, but I might end up doing that. But I don't know. We've talked about getting my points at Minios and going pro then, or it just. I think it just depends how I do and B and see if I want to go to A. And then pro or straight pro. I mean, it just depends. I do feel really comfortable on Supercross, though. Yeah. Has um has this new generation of guys, like, you know how it sort of seems like dudes are doing better younger in Supercross? Has that, does that, like, play in your head now? Do you have, do you consider going pro earlier because of how much success other guys have it? Yeah, and I got on the 250 pretty early, too. I got on it at 14, so I like it a lot, too. It fits me good. Yeah, you look like you're pretty tall. Yeah, yeah, I'm like five eleven. Yeah, right. And how old are you? Fifteen. Yep. Yeah. yeah okay. 15. Yeah, you could end up. You could end up like AP style. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you watch like when you're a taller guy and you're looking at technique and stuff? Do you try and watch other tall dudes, or do you just try and take stuff from everybody? Uh, I just try and take stuff from everybody. I know I'm kind of taller, but try to take stuff from everybody you know because ken's really smooth and does everything kind of perfect but coop's more like attacking yeah yeah like he's just like mentally got like that crazy edge huh yeah definitely well man thanks so much for uh for hanging it was uh it was definitely cool i i feel like uh i feel like yeah we'll probably be doing one of these at some point in person um you probably be like winning some west coast lights races and stuff and uh and uh and yeah so thanks thanks he's for coming on dude and uh it was really cool to meet you and chat yeah it was cool to meet you thank you no worries brother papa brian Deegan. <laughs> yeah there, uh, well, there's the kids that's some that's some good kids man <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, it's a good sport, right? Keeps, I don't know, it keeps you busy. It keeps the kids busy where they don't have a lot of time to do much else. <laughs>